With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, around the nation, around the world. You are listening to the one and only Circle of the Universe. That's right, I got it right this week, guys. It is Circle of the Universe right here on WCTFM.com. We're here every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on WCTFM.com. Or you can go to WCTRadio.com. It takes you to the same site, uh, same great, uh, wonderful uh, shows as, as the other website. You can also find us on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, Podbean, Stitcher, and just about everywhere else you can find great uh, shows. And also, you can find our our, our very own app at uh, Google Play. That's WCETFM. You can take WCTFM with you everywhere you go. Tonight, we got a very special guest. His name is Joseph Hawk Jr., or simply known as Hawk. Uh, Joe has been interested in the paranormal since he was a child, to some, uh, due to some unexplained events that happened. As an adult, he found that using his experience in the field of law enforcement, uh, because Joe is a retired uh, Pennsylvania State Trooper, uh, that it could help him with the paranormal field. Modeling his two passions together had an amazing outcome that even bringing the first fully trained police canine into paranormal investigations. He now wishes to share his experience in hopes to help others. Hawk is the brainstorm and co-founder of East Coast Paracon. Uh, he's an honored veteran investigator with the Pennsylvania Paranormal Association and having his own essential oil spray named after him. Joe, buddy, it's, it's, been, great to, it's been great to have you here tonight. And wow, it's been a while since... Uh, been a long time since you and I talked on the show. How you doing, Joe? Yes, yes. Hello, hello. Thank you. First of all, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. It's it's always an honor and a pleasure. How did you? How I did am. you? Yeah. How did you get started, Joe, in the paranormal? I know you had some experiences, well, but how did you essentially well, get started? 
Yeah, well, let, let me let me just let me just start off by, by correcting one thing. I, I am a retired officer, but I, I unfortunately I didn't have the privilege of being a state trooper. I uh, I worked in various forms of law enforcement, oh, okay. but uh, I was a uh, I was a local cop when I retired. So that that's that's what happened there. So I just want to I just want to clear that up. So yeah, I don't want to I don't want my state trooper friends to be thinking I got some rank that, that, that you know. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that, that you that's that's you know that's my bad. I thought that being you know Mark, I thought you were also, <laughs> but I knew yeah, you, yeah, I knew I, I knew that you guys when you formed the PPA that you were all in, involved in law enforcement at the time. So that's kind of how I yes. got that mixed up. But, uh, uh Michael, You've been promoted. Mike, yeah, Michael, you want to say, uh, say hello to Joe and we'll ask him how, how Joe got started in a paranormal and everything like that, but go ahead and say hello to Joe. And- yeah, Joe, I listen, thank you for being on the show. I thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran myself, so thank you very much for your service. Um, I, I'll tell you what, I, you know, Looking at a bunch of different things that are happening in today's world, I mean, um, we could always go from exactly where you started and everything, but uh, a lot of things, are you seeing more things today than what you were before? Well, Mike, thank you. Like I said, that was an honor to be on and a pleasure, and uh, thank you for your service, sir. Uh, you know, it's something I wish I had done, and uh, I do thank you for that. Um, as far As far as paranormal, I'll tell you, you know, it's, it seems to be from when I started, you know, dabbling in it as a young child and looking at things and, and, and up to to date, to date, it seems that it is just so much more out there. And I'm not sure if, you know, and, and I use the word out there, meaning, you know, it just seems so much prevalent that there's more activity. Now I'm not exactly sure why that activity is. Is it because people are more comfortable to talk about it because of things such as, you know, um, the shows that are out there on, on the cable news networks and, 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 and social media, or is it the fact that things are just actually ramping up? You know, and, and I think that's the million dollar question to be honest with you. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it is. I, you know... Um, I've always wondered about it, and uh, I, for some reason, it just seems like things are more prevalent today. Um, There's just a lot more going on, and and is this something that, uh, is it a warning system for us? Is it something that we should be concerned about? Because it seems to be more and more and more. Um, You know, and talking to some of the experts like yourself that uh, deal with these things and have had experiences with them, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know what to think. I don't think the listeners know what to think. I mean, is it something that we should be looking out for? Is it a warning? Well, you know, that, that that's one of the things that, that comes up all the time. You know, um, 
it, people are, are just exactly what you said is, you know, uh, I, I take a line from, from, from the famous movie Ghostbusters when they're like, you know, is this a warning? You know, <laughs> um, I've had several people, you know, although I chuckle, I've had several people ask me that um, because there is such an ever, you know, rise in, in the activity. And the fact of the matter is, um, you know, you look at even you know, our government, you know, p- politics aside, um, they came out and they, and they just announced, you know, Space Force uh, this past year or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to, you know, a lot of people think that, that the UFOs and paranormal, um, you know, go hand in hand. Now, of course, paranormal meaning just that, you know, paranormal above the norm. And most people, the, the minute they hear paranormal, they automatically think ghosts, which, you know, although that's kind of a little genre that people like to shove you into, it covers multiple things, you know, cryptozoology, UFOlogy, and so on. So I think that's one of the biggest things that, um, you know, pe- people are, are asking now is, is it ramping up because of something? Or again, like we said, is it just ramping up because, you know, people are just feeling more comfortable talking about their experiences? Joe, do you think it's ramping up because of the current uh, discontent and unease that we have now in our society? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, Again, you know, energy is energy, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, there's a thought out there of, of collective thought and collective processes. And just because of the, the unrest, uh, not just, you know, in, in America here, but around the world, yeah. uh, you know, COVID-19, uh, yeah, excuse me, COVID-19 being, of course, the, you know, the white elephant in the room, <laughs> um, you know, everybody's being affected by that. That's a worldwide pandemic. And I think that just the energy alone flowing with that, uh, the uncertainty of where everything is going with this, uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like people are looking for answers, even even through psychics now, more than ever before, because of the pandemic. I think there's a lot of of uh, questions that people are asking. Right. How could this happen? Why did this happen? And how were we not prepared for it? I mean, basically, we got caught with our pants down. Um, <clears throat> the whole world did. So now that you have this um, this this unrest that you're talking about. Um, and a lot of, listen, there's, there's a, a lot of illness, uh, mental illness, health issues going on out there too. So, uh, does all that play a big role in all of this? Uh, certainly, certainly, you know, um, I mean, again, just my opinion, but you know, the thing is this, uh, you look at, you know, it's the ripple effect, right? For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So, you know, take, take the pandemic, take the fact of because of the pandemic, you know, the illness and sickness aside people's lives have changed. Therefore, they're spending more time at home. Therefore, they're spending more time in places, you know, at work where, say, you know, say they're essential workers. Well, of course, they're even more at risk. So that plays on their mind as well. And I think that everything, again, as a collective, just starts to wear and tear. Uh, you mentioned mental illness. You know, um, that, that's one of the biggest things. You know, a, a lot of the things with mental illness is, is stability and, and, and everything kind of, you know, has to continue to move. Well, their world was turned upside down in a lot of ways. Um, people that, like I said, couldn't go to work, people that, you know, were stuck at home, you know, school, um, not just for young age children, but even college kids, you know, everything has come to, um, if not a screeching halt, it's definitely come to a different vibe and different feeling. And I think that that's truly messing with, with, with the vibration as a whole. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, it definitely, it, it, it it's changed everybody in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people now permanently work at home. Um, <laughs> you know, it's when you're constantly at home and you're not out and about, you have no way of socializing or whatever. And I think the interaction between people, now a lot more paranormal stuff crops up. 
Is that usually the case? Joe, have you seen an increase in it? You know, have you guys been getting uh, cases uh, due to the pandemic? Have you guys been getting a lot of phone calls with the PPA? Uh, you know what, uh, Mark, Mark Kais, he's, he's one, of, one of the founders and directors, uh, you know, uh, him and, and Lauren, uh, they actually filter and handle that. Um, but because of the pandemic, of course, um, I believe that we're handling those also, in addition, a little different. Uh, I do know uh, him and, and Virginia have gone out on a couple cases, um, but we're not, as far as I'm aware, that we're not actually responding like we used to just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that the, the weird thing is, is that uh, in fact, we just got a notification the other day that um, a hotel, which seems kind of strange because, you know, I'm assuming that their capacity wouldn't be as filled as it was, you know, well over a year ago, uh, just simply due to the pandemic, um, that they're experiencing some things now. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a couple people that for whatever reason, there's been activity ramping up in the hotels. Now, is that because there are less guests? And there's more downtime, if you will, where maintenance and, 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 and you know, office staff and maybe even cleaning staff, uh, you know, are, are noticing things more um, because something that you would actually blow off the fact that, you know, you, you, like you're up to full capacity and something may be moved or something may, you know, a door may be locked or, or not being able to be unlocked. Um, they would just consider that the norm. And now that there's not that many people, they're looking at things going, wait a minute. How come this, you know, this door wasn't open? No one, no one, you know, we didn't rent this room out. And all of a sudden these doors are being opened and found left open and, and, you know, um, beds disarrayed and stuff. And it's just very uh, unusual to them. So I think that that's one of the main things and kind of, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the scale of, you know, what the heck is going on here is kind of peaking, tweaking their, even, 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 even their, you know, intellect as far as that goes, as far as their jobs and stuff. Yeah. Even hospitals, even. Joe, uh, you, you had your own experience. It was on haunted hospitals. Uh, you were, when you were a security guard. Yes. Oh yeah. You're right. Yes. It was on haunted hospitals. Uh, you know, great, great show. Also, um, that and paranormal 911, I, I have to admit they, they, they do, uh, I, I like the way they do things. Mark narrates it very well. It's, it's awesome. Um, but with that being said, yes, we're going back uh, to the mid-90s. Um, I was at a local hospital. I was working security. And, um, I mean, there's se- several stories. Um, I know they aired, I believe, two on, on uh, haunted hospitals. But um, the one was where there was actually a phone call from a room in the hospital that was years ago was a um, morgue. And they currently, or at the time anyway, used it as a, a overstock room for, for files, for x-rays. Um, we used to get dispatched. We were like a, a mini police department within the hospital. And we used to get dispatched through our switchboard. Our switchboard gives us a call just prior to the alarms going off, saying that someone had called from this extension she was unaware of and that there was smoke filling the room. Hmm. Okay. So we go down, we respond. She, because, of, because we didn't know where the detector was, because we did not know the extension, we actually had no idea where to respond to. Um, so finally, when the detector tripped, that's obviously when we responded. We got down there. It was, it was a simple thing. Uh, thank God it was just a, a ballast in a, in, a, uh, in a light fixture that it happened to be on. Um, so we took care of the problem. Everything was, everything was fine. The funny thing is the person that called into the extension or from the extension said it was the morgue. Hmm. Now, again, it was the morgue years before I was even there. And uh, we found out, we went back down to do 
fire investigation or to follow up investigation, I'm sorry, um, that the phone extension was actually unplugged from the phone. And there was so much dust on there that if anybody grabbed that extension, you definitely would have seen the disturbance of, of dust on the phone. So until uh, today, that's one of the mysteries of how someone called from that extension that was even unplugged. And it did, though. It came into our switchboard, and she will tell you till today that she picked it up, she talked to someone, and they told her that there was a fire in the ward. Wow. It almost seems like that, you know, you guys also had an experience outside the hospital when you were walking your rounds, didn't you? Uh, we did. It was actually, um, it, it was right around shift change, so there was more officers on than normal. Um, we got a call of, um, I, 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 my, my memory fails me, but uh, I think it was a call for maybe a disturbance or they saw somebody outside. Um, I don't remember the initial call. Uh, so a couple officers responded. When they called us to come out, the additional officers went over. And in front of our, the old, which would have been actually the, the original hospital before they added this extension on, across the street was the original hospital where they actually brought, um, it was like a miner's hospital. So, you know, in Pennsylvania here, you know, of course we had the coal miners and stuff. So it was an old quote unquote miner's hospital. And where they used to bring the horse-drawn carriage in was right up to these stairs area where they'd come through the back. Well, as we're looking up to the stairs, we're seeing this mist go across the big lights that we have there now. And the one officer, when I, when I commented on it, the one officer said that, uh, he's like, Oh, it's, it's the sprinkler system. I'm like, nah, it sure hell isn't the sprinkler system. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not on. I mean, the sprinkler, I mean, just one sprinkler doesn't go on unless it's malfunctioning and this mist, you know, continued to move across the lawn area. When it did, we approached closer. The one officer was a little closer than we were. And this mist came through him. And when I say it passed by him, came through him, whatever it was, but I, I mean, I witnessed him. He, he pretty much dropped to his knees and, um, you know, he, he, he took his breath away. He became very emotional. And, uh, if, if there was five of us there, if we didn't see that and see it happen ourselves, you know, it, it sounds like a folklore tale, but, uh, I, I was there when it happened. It was, uh, it was unique to say the least. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, uh, it, it's amazing. Some of the things that you see when, uh, when you least expect it, you know? Right. Wow. Yeah. That would be, that would be a little disturbing, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that would that definitely catch there, your right? eye. <laughs> you know, I, I think that a lot of us, and I don't know, you tell me if I'm wrong, a lot of us, we're, these things have been here. Maybe we're just not as strict of eye as, as we are now because of everything that's going on. Is that possible? I'm sorry. I, you, you broke up there. Are we as strict as what now? Well, okay. Are we not... Uh, because of today, because of the stresses and everything else, are we just more strict of eye of these things? Um, you know, again, that, that's a good question. You know, I think like anything else, um, one of the biggest things in, in, in the paranormal, or at least that we get anyway on our team, is one of the biggest questions we get is how come, how come hauntings or how come I always hear my activity, if you will, uh, at nighttime? And we tell them simply because the majority of people work a seven to three, nine to five shift. And of course you notice it because at nighttime, because that's when you're home, that's when you're settling down, you know, you may have a TV on or whatever, maybe you're in bed and that's when you notice the activity. Not necessarily, that's not necessarily the only time that the activity happens, but it just so is when you're home and you take note of it. Um, with that being said, as we said earlier, 
you know, everybody's lives have changed. So maybe with, 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 with the frequency of going to work or staying at home and working from home permanently now, um, people are noticing things a lot more. So now we're a lot more in tune because we are staying in our homes a lot more than we did before, where, you know, a lot of families would be running in and out. And when you're home, of course, whether you have kids or you're, you know, or if it's just, you know, either you live alone or, or you have a significant other and you're cooking, you're doing this, you're, you're active. But now we're kind of in here. You know, this is like our, our pods, if you will. And, and, and very few people, you know, tend to, to go out unless it's just for the essentials. Um, and I think that might be it, that we, we seem to be a little more in tune just because of the time spent. All right. Well, here's an, here's another good question. That now that you've mentioned that and everything like that, <clears throat> when we see these things, when we experience these things, and I, I've experienced a few things too that uh, uh, have been very odd, and uh, was able to capture it actually on photo and on film, you know, so you know digitally, and um, you know, and I still have it till to this day. When we see these things. Does our curiosity then make it to where we see more and more of it because we want to investigate it? We want to make sure, is it something that we're, did I see that? Did I not see that? We want to investigate it more to to verify to ourselves uh, or are we just, is it just a curiosity that, that we have as, you know, mankind? Um, I do, to, to go from back, to, to what you just said backwards, I, I do think it's, I think it's human nature to be curious. I really do. I think it's in our nature to do so. But I have to say that I think it depends upon the person that, that has experienced it. And what I mean by that is this. There are some people that are just inquisitive by nature. There are others that, you know what, they wouldn't believe it if it happened in front of them. Okay, they're just that type of person. Um, and of course, there's everybody in between. So I think that what's going on is is there's a lot of things that people are inquisitive and they want to know and knowledge is power and, and, and they just want to seek what the heck just happened. I know I just saw somebody standing there or I know I smelt this or I know I heard that. And, and that's their inquisitive side wanting to go forward and, and learn more. There are others that, you know, they may have seen something, but what they do is it's called the ghost effect and they get so involved into it that no matter what happens, they think that, you know, quote unquote, the ghost did it you know, um, a picture may fall off the wall. Well, it's not the fact that the, you know, a train went by, vibrated and it fell, automatically the ghost did it. So I think, I think somewhere in between there is probably about right. You know, um, can we have one experience and, and, and never have one again within our homes or, or, you know, our place of work or whatever? Certainly we can. Um, however, I tend to believe that if you do have one experience, it's just like anything else. I think then you become, whether you're conscious of it or not, I think you become more susceptible to it for one of those two reasons, because either number one, you're inquisitive about what the heck just happened or number two, because you want it to happen so bad that now you're, you're pushing that, that, that energy forward that you just think that, you know, no matter what happens, quote unquote, the ghost did it. So I think there's, you know, I think there's everything in between there, but that's, that's my opinion on that. Okay. That sounded about right to me, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. I've, you know, experienced it only seen it you know the one real time but uh experienced other things in my life that uh that that's why i was asking now i'm more inquisitive now now i i want more answers uh i guess that's just the way it is um but more open-minded too so i think that plays a role in it too well i I think i think that's the key I, i think that if someone's truly interested in it 
I think one of the biggest things is, is, is being open-minded, you know? Um, and one of the big things I, I preach, if you will, uh, to everyone is respect, respect. You know, I am not one to antagonize or to call out or to disrespect, you know, um, you, you'll hear a lot of, 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 of ghost investigators, you know, using things like, you know, oh, come on, you know, they'll start tantalizing, you know, the spirit or whatever. I, I don't believe in that because my thing is, um, as in life, as in the afterlife. Okay. Uh, I was, I was raised to have respect for everyone and everything and, and until there's a time not to. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, if you're just trying to, to, to make contact with, with a spirit or, you know, a, something otherworldly, if you will, um, you know, do it respect. Um, even if, even if you feel as though you're not being respected, if, you know, if God forbid something, you know, you know, negative is happening within your home. Um, I say, be very stern, be very affirmative, but do it with respect because that, that potentially was someone's loved one. You know, it's someone's mother, father, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, son, daughter, whatever it may be. And I know if it was me, I'd want to be shown respect, uh, just as much as on this side as the other. So that's how I look at things. That's a, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. Yeah, and I think uh, there, there's got to be something happening. I just honestly believe that there's something happening. Something is ramping up. Um, I'm not sure why, but I just I honestly believe it. I, I think I think that if something is ramping up, and I and I do tend to agree with you. I, I do think that something something different's happening, and and I believe it is because of the. You know, simply, simply the energy change uh, all over. Um, whether you know, whether it be the pandemic and and or uh, the vibrations caused by that. You know, like we stated earlier. But I, I do think, like anything else, when there's a major shift or major change, that um, you know, like anything else, it, it's it's going to to bring things to the forefront. And this very well may be it. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's talk about Ben a little bit. Uh, um how did you guys utilize him? And you guys were the first uh, in America, I believe, to, to use a canine officer in the paranormal field. Is that correct? Yes, 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 we were. Uh, ben, uh, just a little back history about Ben. Ben, ben was my, uh, I was a canine officer in Maryland, and Ben was my canine partner. Uh, ben was uh, a Czechoslovakian shepherd. He, uh, I'll tell you, he, he made me look good. He made me look good. Uh, we were on patrol and then we found things. Uh, ben did it. You know, everybody said, how, you know, how do you do this? I'm like, I don't, I, I just follow the leash and he does it all. You know, he, he, he made me look good. The dog really did. And, um, he wasn't just a canine partner. He, he was part of my family. So, um, I could tell you that the connection that Ben and I had was like no other. Now I've, I've had, I've had animals and dogs before and stuff. And, uh, you know, I even had a, an experience with, with a, a dog of mine when I was a young child. It was actually my, my parents' dog, but, you know, he was, of course, a family dog. But um, Ben and I just had this connection. And I'm not sure if it's just like anything else. It's like, you know, anybody you work with, that you get a work relationship as long as, you know, when you're at work and stuff. And the bonus was is that, you know, he was, he was my best friend. And, and not only did I get to work with him, but I got to take him home, too. <laughs> so the bond was definitely there. Um, with, with that being said, when we started him in, in the paranormal field, it was myself and Mark kind of got to talking and, and, you know, we talked about different things about how, you know, um, you know, basically just how dogs and, and most animals are, are sensitive and, and not even necessarily things to the paranormal, but they're sensitive to, to environmental changes and, and so on and so forth. And, and, and my God, I mean, they have noses on them like you and not So we start talking and saying, Hey, if, why not? Let's try it out with the paranormal field. And, um, 
when we did, of course, we had to go through a whole bunch of, uh, of red tape and, and, and good red tape, if you will, because, um, you know, the National Humane Society was there and they wanted to make sure the dog was getting, you know, treated fairly and, and so on and so forth, which of course he was. I, mean, I would never do anything other than that. But um, I like the fact that they were involved in it. So when we started this venture, uh, we did a, a list. And when Mark and I sat down, I had to try to figure out to use the, the body language and Ben's reactions to things that happened on this plane in the human world, how he may react to something that he found, smelled, you know, saw on the other world that we couldn't see. So I kind of just, I'll be honest with you, I kind of winged it. You know, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a learn and go. Um, so let's just say, for instance, if I was looking for, if we were doing a building search, say someone broke into your home or a business and we're doing a building search, there's certain things that I would look in Ben's demeanor and certain things that he would physiologically do without the dog even realizing it, but that I could pick up on such as when he got strong on a scent and he knew somebody was in before he would point, if he got strong on a scent cone and he knew someone was in there, his breathing would stop. Literally he would take, he would take like a breath and just nice and easy breathe instead of that panting that most dogs do. Um, that, that was a, that was a, an audible clue to me that something was going on there. Um, in through different investigations, I learned this to be true the same, uh, where he would see, if you will, because I actually don't know if he saw it or not, but if he would sense something there, that's exactly what would happen. His breathing would go from the typical pants to, you know, he'd be like, <laughs> and you hear him take that breath and then boom. So I knew he was on point of something. And, um, so we kind of start doing that. We watched his body language. We, you know, we listened to the physiological responses within his body and how he reacted to me. He never left my side. Um, I knew that if he felt something was there that was dangerous, Ben would start to back up into me, either where he didn't want me to go or where he was protecting me. Um, so all this kind of translated from this world into the paranormal world. And, and I'll tell you what, it was an awesome experience. And uh, my God, if, if I could get a dog as good as Ben again, I, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. That's yeah, awesome. they, do, they do that. I, you know, I, I think animals can definitely sense things that we cannot. Mm -hmm. um, my dog is with me all the time. I take him on walks, car rides. I mean, he's just, he's my best friend. Uh, he's my only friend, really. <laughs> so, you know, but there are times where I see him, he's got that normal pant. And if something catches his eye, he gets quiet. I mean, as a mouse. Yeah. He will just stare straight ahead, and I'm always like, you know, it does. It puts me on alert, and I'm like, what do you see, boy? You know? And uh, and it could be anything, even if it's not paranormal, even if it's, you know, maybe a squirrel or something that didn't catch my eye. You know, it caught his. Um, but yeah. I think animals can definitely sense things. There's no question about it. Well, no question about it at all. And so, like, so you could understand, you know, because you're, you're, you're with your, you know, you're with your dog all the time. So you could understand. And, you know, as you know, it's a bond you build and just getting to know the dog and certain things. You may not even realize that, you know, it's, it's actually subconscious. Like you said, you'll cue off the fact that he starts breathing differently. And as weird as that sounds to a lot of people, that's actually the truth. And, uh, you know, these are things, especially as a canine officer, that you're really tuned into. Yeah, there, you know, I've I've been upstairs in the uh, room, and there's been a couple times that uh, I've heard nothing, and all of a sudden he'll be, you know, he lays right next to me in the bed, and uh, he he's up, he's attentive, and he's looking at the door, and he'll growl a little bit, and uh, 
you know, but he's real, he gets real quiet first. And, you know, whether it's my mom downstairs and all of a sudden he hears her moving around or it's something else, you know, I don't know. Where I experienced ours was here at the house. So I never know what he's cluing in on, but I, I always feel like there's something. Right. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, one thing we found out when we were filming uh, for one of the episodes of The Haunted, uh, we found out by pure accident, uh, Mark and I are talking, and um, Ben's, of course, by my side. We're chit-chatting, and Mark has the handheld camera. And we had these um, IR lights that go on top just to add a little bit more of illumination, of course, because sometimes the little IRs just aren't, aren't good enough to make the room. Well, Mark shut the camera down, but never shut the flashlight that we had Velcro to the top off. So he's talking to me. He's waving his hand back and forth, and I see Ben... I'm, he's looking at the floor and his head's going back and forth, back and forth. Like, what the hell's going on? So I'm like, so I, like I kind of tap him to get his attention. He looks at me, looks back at the floor. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, Mark goes, do you think he sees? He goes, wait. Mark's like, this is on. He goes, do you think he sees this? I said, well, let's try it. So I give him the command to follow, and Mark starts following it. And Ben, boom, boom, he's right on top of it. Wherever Mark's going with it, Ben's following it. So now he obviously can't tell us that he saw the IR, IR light. Now what he's seen. I have no idea, of course, but I can assure you that he saw something enough to follow that light. So we believe that we found some type of link between, you know, the dog seeing in IR and or some type of reflection from that. Wow. That's impressive, isn't it? I mean, that's, it, that, it is. that is, is absolutely impressive. Yeah, they can, they can definitely see in through the IR spectrum for sure. I know my, my cat, I have a Siamese cat at home. And he seems to know when things are off. You know, he'll either uh, Siamese cry or he'll he'll bother me till I till I go see what's going on. But yeah, they definitely have yeah. that 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 sense of knowing and seeing seeing that other people don't for sure. Yeah, he's barked down the hallway and there's nothing there, and I know I didn't see anything, but uh, he's barked down the hallway, and uh, you know I stopped and I just let him get curious about it or. Whatever, you know, and uh, but but I've I've seen him do that, too, or at the wall. And I'm just like, what's he seeing? He's seeing something. And, you know, I'm looking as best as I can, but I'm not seeing it. So I know he's seeing something. Or he has a presence that there's something there. You know, uh, my friend, uh, my friend, Stan, uh, Stan Zurich, he's actually also uh, my my business partner with uh, East Coast Paracon. And uh, Stan had had a cat that used to used to just kind of like stare at this one area on the wall. I, I think, I think Stan commonly referred to it as the portal, <laughs> but the cat would just stare at this one section of the wall constantly meow at it, hiss at it, jump at it. And when I say constantly, I'm, I don't literally mean like every day, but every now and then when he, when, when, when whatever would became active, Whenever something became active in that area, that cat would stay there, whether it be for an hour, whether it be for 10 minutes. And that's why Stan referred to it as a portal, because it was never a rhyme or reason to it. But the cat would hiss, jump at it like if it was like looking through or trying to go through something. And it was a solid piece of wall. Um, it happened so often to the point where Stan had a, and I will not tell his story, but uh, you know, Stan had a, an incident um, at his home to where something happened within that area of the house. And once he blessed it, uh, he actually tore apart the wall. He, he went inside and he did some renovations um, and he put a cross inside. 
he actually blessed it with holy water. And then there's still today, there's a cross that hangs on there and nothing's ever happened again. Although the cat has passed recently, but after that point, the cat never bothered with that, that area again. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting, right? It's amazing. It, well, it, it is because you just, you know, I, I think there's just so much more that we, you, you know, and, and, and I look at it two ways with the, this is with the dog, a dog or a cat. There's an unconditional love, unconditional. Absolutely. And, and I, and I, and I think that because they have that, they have abilities that we'll never understand. So it's, uh, they're on a whole nother level. We can learn so much from them. That's, that's, that's for sure. You know, not just the unconditional love part, (laughs) but, um, just the fact of, of, you know, animals are so great, you know, and of course, you know, you know, we're animals too, but unfortunately we're full brain thinkers where they're not, they're, they're they're mid-brain thinkers and they just kind of go off of of what they know. You know, they don't try to analyze anything other than what it is. Uh, and that's one of the parts where humans kind of falter a lot of times or, or we're our own worst enemy. Um, but with that being said, you know, outside of just the unconditional love from the animals, the fact that, you know, the old adage is the bird doesn't sit on the, on the branch because it believes the branch is going to hold it, but it believes within its wings if it doesn't. Um, so, you know, I think as humans, we, we need to do that. And I think we need to start doing that on a lot of levels, not just the paranormal field, but, you know, with each other in general, in general on, on this plane and, and so on. I think that, um, you know, if we just became more caring and, and more respective, it's not even necessarily caring, just respecting each other's opinions, values, and ideas. I, I think we'd be a lot, lot further in line than what we are. Yeah. Cause you know, when Chip was with me on the show, he was, you know, he was on one side and I was on the other, but we all, we, we both always seem to meet in the middle, you know, with, with right. in regards to politics and, and our way of thinking. And if, if everybody would just get, be like that and just accept the differences and, you gotta realize that you're not so different after all, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, like, like I always say, you know, there's a, there's a reason why there's vanilla and chocolate ice cream, right? Right. Not everybody likes. Not everybody likes it, you know. And, and it's just, uh, like I said, I, I think the biggest thing is respect. We, we need to we need to continue to to really start to do it again anyway. Uh, respect each other regardless of our opinions, because, um, you know, if, if you're a good person, to me, I accept you for that. You know, we may not always agree on anything, but. The fact of the matter is it's okay to disagree. And I think that's one of the big things we've lost. Oh, absolutely. And it, and I'll tell you what, I think that is what hinders us too. So, you know, when you're not as open-minded and you're not willing to accept anything else, uh, I think you're less likely to be able these, – these things, these things, these events that happen, I, I honestly believe there are people that are more open-minded, more people that – have that same thinking, the bird in the tree, the bird on the branch. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're closed minded, you're more ostrich thinking, bury your head in the sand. <laughs> it, it never happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no way it walked mm-hmm. right through me. I felt it, everything else. I smelled it. I could feel it. Everything. No, it never happened. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. but, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't have believed it had I, I, I'd always noticed something, you know, even from when I was a little kid, but then when I saw it and, uh, I was just like, wow, that's unbelievable. And that, that kind of opened my mind a lot more. 
Absolutely. You know, I, I always tell this story on, on pretty much every program, including my own that, I, that I've been on. Um, and just because it resonates to where I was as to compare to where I am. Uh, I was a young child, maybe double digits, maybe 10, maybe 12. I don't know. But my dad was uh, had many careers in his life, God rest his soul. But uh, at the time, he was a truck driver over the road. So, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And I remember we were sitting at my kitchen table. And I have a, a typical bi-level home. So I'm sitting on the one side of the table. My mom's sitting on the other. And uh, we used to play cards and, you know, little things like that and just kind of you know, keep the kids occupied, I guess. So mom and I are playing cards or doing some type of board game or something, I'm sure. But what I distinctly remember is I'm sitting there and there's a little open doorway, like an archway that goes from, if you were coming from the back of my house where the bedrooms are, if you come straight down the hallway, you actually go into my living room. Um, but you have to pass the door of the kitchen to do so. And on the opposite side of the kitchen, the opposing side, we have one of those typical half 1970s walls that they put up. Remember those little, <laughs> little walls they put pretty much in every home? Um, yep. So we had that little dividing wall, if you will. Um, and we're sitting there, and, and I remember hearing a noise or maybe caught my eye. And I just as I turn, this black mass shadow, uh, human-type shaped, and pretty tall, actually. Now, mind you, this is from a 10-year-old's mind. So, I mean, it could have been three foot, but it seemed pretty tall to me because I probably got the crap scared out of me. But um, so it, it breaks the, like my eyesight, breaks the plane of the door and it walks right past the door. Now, I didn't say anything. I quickly look at my mother and my mom is looking at me, but I could tell on her face because we all know mom. You know what I mean, right? I could tell on her face, like, you know, it, you know, it, was, it was the uh-oh, you know? Right. So I'm like, mom, did, did you see that? And she looks at me and she like, she kind of just like, you know, like gives me like a slight wink, like that, that mom look like, don't say anything right now type thing, you know? And, um, she looks around the half, the half wall to see like if, if whatever it was came into the living room. And of course we didn't see it. So I said, mom, you know, of course now I'm starting to panic. I'm a kid. You know, mom, did you see that? And she's like, yeah, honey, I saw it. You know, it's okay. And just kind of like, you know, of course didn't feed into my fears. Didn't, you know, didn't expand upon it, but didn't, you know, didn't poo poo me either. She knew I saw it. She wasn't going to tell me, Oh no, honey, you didn't see anything, but you know, she didn't, she didn't feed into it to, to fear me, but she also didn't, didn't shelter that either. And that's one of the things I got, I got to kudos my mom to is the fact that, you know, at that point in time, she could have shut me down for life. You know, she could have said, you know, you didn't see anything. What are you worried about? You know, it's ridiculous, whatever. But she led me to, to come to my own device at that age. And, and as a parent now, I can respectfully understand that, and, and, and I do appreciate that uh, as compared to where I'm at now. So, of course, that intriguingness, as we talked about earlier, continued to grow, and here I am. So <laughs> that's my story. But at a young age, that's exactly how it started because I knew I saw something. I know my mother saw something. And, of course, you know, years after we talked about it, but um, it's just uh, in my home there's been many, many things that have happened, but that, that was my first experience that I remember. So you, you essentially grew up in a haunted house then. Uh, you know, I never looked at it that way uh, until I believe it was Chip that actually said that to me. Uh, one, one time I was on the, the the other show with you guys, and I never looked at growing up in a haunted house. You know, it never as many times as I told that story, I never looked at it that way. But essentially, I could say yes. You know, I, I really can, and I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> but I've never really looked at it that way. Yeah. yeah, because you probably thought that you know everybody everybody had those experiences, and you you were no different from anybody else. Uh, essentially right. Essentially right. Wow. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, looking back now, you know, and going over things, there's been some strange things that I've seen. And um, it's it's taken me years to figure out that that was abnormal, <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, this last year, this, this year, uh, definitely that's not normal, <laughs> you know, and I looked at it. <laughs> and, and it was a little bit disturbing at first. Um, basically, I saw pretty much a big, just black type giant dog almost in a lot of ways. Um, but it, it it was able to change shape. It was able to change, uh, go from being ground level to up high. And it was surrounding my daughter-in-law. And of course she didn't come by the house for a month because after, you know, I, I thought it can't be, this can't be possible. So I showed it to Virginia Rose. I've showed it to Tim, uh, a few others. And, um, everyone has said, do you see that? Yeah, I see it. It's there. It's right there. It's all over. But, you know, I had a, my grandson was there. It did not have interest in the grandson. It had interest in her. And I was just like, wow. So she didn't come by the house for about a month. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, relax. It's, it'll, it'll be all right. It's, you know, she goes, well, it's not right. <laughs> did, you, like, did you tell her what was there? Is that why she didn't come or did she notice it? No, herself? She saw it. I, we showed her the pictures. Okay. I thought maybe she experienced and, it. Herself. Yeah. When she saw the picture, she said, what is that? And I said, honey, I don't know. I said, you know, it's whatever it is. It, it, it didn't want to hurt you or whatever. Obviously it wanted to get, it was close to you. And she goes, why? I, I, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> how do you explain that to her? You know, and well, uh, you it know, scared it's, the it's, it's it scared the bejesus out of her. Right. Well, that's just it. You know, and I think, you know, um, that's a good segue into another thing that I, I like to talk about is, um, you know, when you said it was this black mass type, you know, dog type thing, right? Um, two things immediately popped in my mind. Uh, number one is the fact that um, when Ben when Ben had passed, Virginia was on a uh, investigation in Pennsylvania here, and she asked the homeowner right around the same time. Just because we have it on film, obviously, and Mark and I, you know, went back and looked at it right around the same time that Ben passed. Um, Virginia makes the comment to the homeowner when she's talking and says, uh, "Do you have a black dog?" And the homeowner's like, no. He's like, oh, okay, because a, a black dog just went through here. And that was right around the same time that Ben passed. So I think it was Ben going to Virginia saying, okay, I'm okay type thing. Um, and secondly, you know, we all get that Hollywood effect, right? So mm -hmm. Hollywood, anything that's going to be negative, demonic, right? They start, of course, with the deep, low music. And then, and what do they do? It's black. Right. It's, it's demonic. It's black. It's a black shape. It's a black mist, you know, whatever. Um, supposedly, if it's if it's good, then it's obviously got the, you know, the, the high end on the, on, the, on the scale of the piano, if you will. And it's got, you know, very light music and, and they use a white light. Well, I've come to find out through, you know, a series of events and paranormal investigating that, you know, just because it sounds dark or it looks dark does not mean it's negative and does not mean that it's 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 it's, um, you know, demonic by any means. Uh, I think that's a, a thing that we have in our heads from, from Hollywood. And I think that's something that, you know, anybody who's listening to the program that, you know, whether they dabble in investigation or, or whether they're, you know, um, they, they don't 
they don't even dabble in investigation. They just think that way. I'd like them to take a, another look and take a step back and realize that that's not necessarily true. Not that I've found anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of black masses, quote unquote, and um, you know they weren't demonic or negative by any means. So I think that's just something that we need to look at as, as investigators and people that are out there in this field. That, that's been my experience too, Joe. You know, we, we've, we've seen and captured a lot of dark masses and, I can't name one time, maybe one time where it was where, where it was possibly a, a negative case, but uh, yeah, we've seen a, a lot, and uh, like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean it's negative. Nine times out of ten, it's not. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent, it's not negative. Absolutely, you know. I'll be honest with you. All, all the while I've been doing it, um, I have I have run into a couple of negative things, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'm sitting here proud to say that you know, d- demonic. Uh, when I hear the word demonic, I think that it's like, I mean, we're talking like on a Richter scale from one to 10, it's a 20, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've never, thank God, knock on wood, run anything truly demonic, um, for, for my, for my aspect, of it, from the way I look at it. Um, I mean, have we ran into negative energy? Have we ran into some things that are, you know, reluctant, resistant and, or don't like, uh, what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I'd like to say no, but, you know, to go, you know, to the extreme, you know, you know, I, I thank the good Lord that, you know, we've never, or at least I personally have never ran to something so demonic to where it was, it was that bad, you know? So I think that even, even the negative things, um, sometimes are, are, um, perceived negative as compared to them actually being negative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in addition to that, if they are negative, um, I find it's just because maybe the reason why they're, um, and, and I use this word loosely, but you know, the reason why they may be trapped here or, or not wanting to go over the crossover or whatever, but um, not saying that there's not negative out there, but I think that, again, just using the Hollywood aspect of it, I think a lot of people fear it um, because, number one, most people fear what they don't know. Uh, and secondly, just because of that Hollywood effect, like you were saying, you know, if it's dark or, or if, it's, if it's a low growl, you know, I think it's a negative thing. And that's not necessarily true. Yeah. I believe that, if, you know, if you're, you're a positive person, you're a spiritual person, you know, nothing's really going to mess with you anyway. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's like anything else. You know, we uh, we try to push, like I said earlier, try to push the the whole you know respect and you know the love and light thing. And uh, I, you know, anybody that knows me personally, you know, I'm not a guy that sits there and thinks that the world is you know is just roses and 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 and, <laughs> and flowers and everything's happy. You know, we we'd be lying to ourselves to to think that. Um, but when when we deal with somebody, even on the spiritual level, you know respect to me is key. And, and I think that, you know, even if we perceive it to be negative at first, if we give it a chance, sometimes we realize, especially through, you know, the beautiful talent of Virginia, you know, uh, we realize that it's not. How did you guys meet, meet Virginia? She, she's, she's a very wonderful person. Uh, she's, she's very uh, in tune. Um, man, she, she has said things to me that only, only my dad would know. And she, she's just tremendous at what she does. How did you guys come across her? Um, Virginia is, I have to, you know, before I even ask that question, cause I'll be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure how Mark and the team acquired Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really not sure exactly how that goes. Uh, I can tell you the first time I met Virginia, but, um, I will tell you this, you know, like you said, um, Virginia is absolutely a beautiful, old, talented soul. Um, and I say old with respect, of course, not, right. not meaningly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, she, uh, she just has a God given gift that is just absolutely remarkable. 
And uh, I am pleased and honored to know her on my personal life. And of course, uh, for the PPA and the team, um, she's just a phenomenal asset and, and, and a beautiful person in general. And she, she really is. Um, with that being said, I met Virginia the first time I met Virginia. It was actually on a, uh, a, a taping for the, uh, um, the Haunted. Mm-hmm. We were up at a, uh, a facility up on the uh, tri-border area here. Uh, we had one of those things going on. And uh, she had told me for, after meeting me a, f- a few minutes, a couple things in my life that, you know, other people wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she, she had me from there. And just, you know, watching her, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, vetting herself through all of the different things that we've had go on, uh, you know, even with the loss of my dad and my mom, uh, you know, just calling me personally uh, at times that I would never have expected it and having um, answers when I didn't even have questions. It was right. just amazing. Yeah, I would be talking to her about the show, what we're going to talk about, you know, and then five minutes later, oh, oh, oh your dad's coming through or your friend uh, Steve's coming through. There's no possible way she could have known Steve, but she said he's coming through, you know. She was giving me detailed information that only I would know about him, and it's, it's phenomenal Absolutely. what she comes up with. Oh, yeah, she freaked me yeah, out she- with the boy. <laughs> you know, I I lost my son last year uh, in a car accident. But, wow, uh, it's hard to hear that. Yeah, you know, it was the, the unfortunate, but boy, she saw him playing with the ball. That was that was a trip. And she said, it's a big ball. It's either a basketball or a soccer ball. And he was an avid soccer player. And I mean, it was like spot on. And she goes, I've had to tell him, don't throw it at my head. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow. <laughs> it, it, it was, wow. was, yeah, I mean, it was, she didn't know. How could she know? There's, there's just no way. So, and, uh, she knew, she knew part of my dad's, uh, illness. And, uh, she said, look, my feet are fine. And I was just like, wow. And I mean, you know, absolutely incredible. I actually played it for, um, my mother who is 86 and my mother was just dumbfounded. Um, you know, she was like, that's incredible. And I said, some people have gifts. She goes, God, she has a gift. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was incredible. That, that was a good show. That was, that, that was a, a, an awakening of sorts. So she's, uh, you know, she's, she's helped me a few times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys want to take a break? Sure. And maybe we'll take some calls, too, if somebody wants to call in. The number here in the uh, studio is 724-602-2826. At 724-602-2826. And you're listening to Circle of the Universe with uh, Tim and Tim and uh, Michael. We'll be right back right after this. And our special guest, uh, Joe Hawk. We'll be right back right after this, folks. Don't go away. Are you addicted to the wide variety of topics and personalities? Do you know we depend on you to survive? Well, we do, and that's why I'm asking you all to dig deep into your pockets and spare a little change, so we can bring you change, whether it's natural cures or news blurbs, archaeologists or psychologists, scientists or evangelists, even UFOs and the flipping of our poles. We have it all right here on WCET Radio. So come on over to our website and contribute today, because without you, there 
is no us. WCET Radio. We cover everything. You're listening to WCET Talk Radio like no other. Hey, late-nighters, keep up with all things WCET Radio by joining our mailing list. Just go to the bottom of the homepage and fill in the Stay Informed form. Then click the Get Latest News button. You will get everything from guest info and show info and other important station-related information. So sign up now and get a special promo offer just for email subscribers. Late-nighters and WCET radio listeners around the world, listen up. The shop is here, and you can order WCET radio and your favorite show's swag right now and show your friends and your neighbors you're awake by wearing one of our many shirts, including our Stop the Censorship shirt. That one is a hot seller, so get yours while supplies last. We have coffee mugs, clocks so you never miss your favorite shows, books, mouse pads, and more coming soon. Just go to WCETradio.com and click the shop link. That's WCETradio.com and get to shopping. Pet Connect Plus offers a connection to your pet, living or past with the use of tarot. Ruby, the owner and intuitive reader for Pet Connect Plus, will make a connection to your pet for guidance on specific questions in general past, present, and future readings of your pet. A connection with an owner and a pet together will run $55 for 50 minutes, or a connection with one pet alone is $35 for 30 minutes. What a deal. Pet Connect Plus can be found at PetConnectPlus.com and on Facebook at PetConnectPlus. Connect with Pet Connect Plus so we can make a connection with your beloved pet to provide them with a fulfilling and rewarding relationship with you. Get connected today. PetConnectPlus.com WCETFM has just released the app. So now you can take WCET Radio everywhere you go. Just go to the Google Play Store and search WCETFM. That's WCET space FM and install it. Then it's ready to go. Oh, and did I mention it's free? Well, it is. WCETFM. We got the app. Carolina Radio, Columbia. Excellent, excellent. Number one means you're always on top. Your number one radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be sure to tune in to Circle of the Universe right here on WCETradio.com with your hosts, Tim Roxbury and Michael Bajas, Mondays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, for a great discussion with our guests talking about science, quantum physics, and the wonders of the universe. Make sure you tune in to Late Night in the Midlands with yours truly, Michael Vera, every weeknight at 9 p.m. Eastern for three hours of the most mind-gripping, NWO-whipping, archaeology-sniffing, UFO-flipping, paranormal show you will ever listen to on the station that covers everything. WCET Radio. That's WCETradio.com. WCETFM has just released the app. So now you can take WCET Radio everywhere you go. Just go to the Google Play Store and search WCETFM. That's WCET space FM and install it. Then it's ready to go. Oh, and did I mention it's free? Well, it is. WCETFM, we got the app. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Circle of the Universe, right here on WCTFM.com. You guys still there, or did you fall asleep on me? No, I'm here. No, I'm, no, I'm falling asleep. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Matter of fact, I'm holding a sweatshirt. <laughs> it's, it's part of that single, <laughs> single guys. That's the other paranormal thing, the single guy life, where you have to fold sweatshirts and stuff yourself. Yeah, that ain't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing there, Joe? You still, still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess my next question would be how did how did the PPA uh get started? For those who don't know. Um well the the PPA started, um Mark and Lauren actually belong to a another group 
and they seen the way that they were running things. And, and Mark, of course, just being the person he is, um, you know, saw where there could be something better and something bigger. And so him and Lauren decided to, to branch off and start their own group. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, Mark and Lauren have set the bar uh, fairly high. Um, you know, it takes a lot for Mark to certify um, a, a, an EVP. It takes a lot uh, to get evidence past Mark. And uh, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of groups are, 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 are quick to, you know, throw evidence out there uh, where Mark is very stringent. And whether it's just his personality, uh, you know, that of being a, a state policeman and, and the various, uh, you know, uh, modalities that he worked in, uh, or a little bit of a mixture of all of the above. But uh, I'll tell you what, I, I couldn't be prouder to be a part of that team. And um, when they started, uh, my God, it has to be, I'm trying to think, it has to be probably around 2006, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, 2007, they started, and I joined shortly after. Uh, I can tell you that story if you want, but sure. uh, how I got involved with them. But I'll tell you, they, um, they they set the bar pretty high, and uh, you know I, I'm very honored to to be part of that team. Yeah, I I found out about um, the PPA. I started my own team back in 2009. I was involved with the team in 2008, and uh, they were one of the first groups that I ever heard of. And I tell you what, I I can agree with you. I think they're one of the best. One of the best um, teams, probably in Pennsylvania, and even maybe even the United States. I don't know, but uh, they come pretty darn close because because they 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 go over everything with a fine tooth comb uh, because because of Mark's background and and the other members uh, that are on their on their team as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Like I said, it's just uh, it's just awesome to be part of them. You know, I've met some great people along the way. And, um, you know, the team has, has, has grown and the team has, you know, has, you know, in, in turn lost some members also, um, you know, but I'll, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's going strong. And, and again, I just, I love the way Mark and Warren run things. I, I just think it's awesome. I, I really do. Michael. Yeah. Tim, did you ever put up that? Have you seen Joe, have you seen that picture Tim has with the lady in the, uh, in, walking by the, the front by the car? Have you have you seen that picture he has? I don't believe I may have. I don't. It's not ringing a bell. I'd have to probably see it. You know, Tim, put that up. You have to find it. it, it I have it on my on my. Uh, I don't know if I have it on my flash drive or my Facebook, but I'll, I'll share it with with Mark. Uh, you know, and with Joe after the show, and and maybe you know I'll put a post on Facebook. But yeah, that was it was very distinct. Uh, we have. Uh, uh, surveillance cameras at my mom's house now because of, of things that have been, you know, going on and items that have been, you know, taken off the property and things like that, even with my own uh, things that have been taken off the porch and stolen. But um, shortly after I put the, the cameras up, I started getting a lot of orb activity out in the front yard. And uh, a couple of days later, I, I see this apparition of, a, of a, an older woman. Uh, she appeared like within a second and then she disappeared. I don't know if it was the speed of the cameras or, or, or if it's, you know, actual apparition, I don't know, but, uh, she was full bodied. Uh, it looked like she was floating. Um, and her one arm, one side of her body was kind of 
faded more than than the other side and and like I said she she just appeared and disappeared as just as fast and I don't know pretty amazing stuff though I you know and I've been told that you know some family members are, are, are walking around the neighborhood and my great aunt um, Virginia said my great aunt was across the street looking over at our house and I don't know it could be some you know loved one or a family member I don't know but it, it was it was strange to say the least. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, and the thing is, it's very hard uh, with the ever evolving technology too. That you you don't you don't know whether it be a a frame set on the camera itself, right. or if it actually happened that quick. You know, and that's one of, that's one of the biggest things. I mean, obviously, you know, you yourself would know better because you you know your your flash rate and your refresh rate and so on. But um, that's one of the hardest things when people send you something. Um, they're like, well, what do you think of this or what do you think of that? You know, unless they know their equipment. And they're 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 adamant about what they what they do know, you know. It's very hard to 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 give an opinion like that. And a lot of people get frustrated with it. But I don't like putting my reputation, if you will, on the line unless right. I'm sure of something, you know. And I mean, they're like, look, it was there one second, gone the next. Yeah, but what's your refresh rate? You know, how does that go? And a lot of people don't necessarily understand that, and then they get upset over that. But it's it's the fact of the matter is, is that. I don't want to put myself out there and be like, oh, yeah, this is what it was or this is what happened or, you know, I don't like that. So I think it's a mixture of uh, what people know and how to deal with their own equipment, too, is one of the big things if you're going to be a, an investigator out there is to learn that first. That's just as important as anything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being it's a wireless system, you know, it could be the frame, it could be the speed of the cameras. You know, if it, if it was exactly. maybe even a wired system, you know, it would be more accurate, but... But a wireless, you know, it's it's kind of hard to tell whether it was an actual apparition or not, you know. Right. But it was it was pretty pretty neat. But the orb the orb the orb activity though was was something else. I mean, mom, we would get orbs and they would go up and shoot out, and change directions, and and all kind of stuff. When I know I know darn well, you know, <laughs> it wasn't dust. It was definitely something something that unexplained out there going on. Even my cat. You know, he'd look out the door at the same time, and he would cry and growl and and everything else when when the stuff was going on. So even he saw 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 the activity outside as well. Right. Well, and that's one of the big things too about orbs. You know, that's one of the biggest things that people ask about, which I'm sure you guys talk about a lot on your program. You know, it's one of the biggest things that always comes up, and 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 I try to tell people there's you know there's a way to look at orbs, and there's a way that isn't, and exactly what you described there is a good way to sit there and, and, and I'd lean more towards that being an orb than a, than a piece of dust, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, orbs have to, of course, you know, sometimes, you know, what they'll do is they'll, they'll emit their own light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll cast their own shadow and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, and, and there's certain specific things to look for, but, um, a lot of people will come and I'll be like, Oh no, that, that, that was a, you know, that was a moth that went by or, or, you know, that was a piece of dust or whatever. And people get so upset over that. It's like, it, it's okay. But again, we go back to looking at what they're looking at as compared to, um, you know, the ghost effect, you know, do they, they want it so bad that even when the, you know, even when it's raining out, they're like, look at all those orbs. I'm like, no, it's refraction from the ion on the rain, but people don't want to accept that either. You know, not every, not everything's the ghost, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's twice that I've seen orbs that I've actually saw full body apparitions um, appear shortly after or thereafter. So, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible stuff to, to know the difference between orbs and and dust, you know, especially when you're getting, oh, sure. you know, a lot of activity and other other things are going off, other devices are, are reading at the same time that's happening. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, and again, it doesn't mean that anybody is better than anybody else, but I mean, this, this, the paranormal field that we're in, it's a lot of trial, trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, like anything else, you know, it's, and, and you become more experienced by the more you do. Um, and I think that's just, it's like anything else, you know, like any other profession, you know, if, if you're a roofer, the more roofs you put on, the more efficient you become, the quicker they go up, you know, the easier it is to you. Um, and I think it's setting, you know, true to be paranormal field. I mean, we learn by, you know, our, our mistakes, we learn by, you know, our equipment and, and what, you know, the ability of our equipment is or the limitations. And I think that's just something that we have to take into consideration. So, you know, my thing would be to people out there that are just starting or, or that have been in the business a while and are fed up with a piece of equipment or, or whatever it may be, just, you know, give it a chance, learn its limitations and use it for what it's for. Uh, and like you said, if, if you have several pieces of equipment going off, to me, that's just more of a validation than if you only had one going off. And, uh, you know, and, and again, going from, like you said, an orb to a full body apparition. I mean, my God, that's like a, that's a, that's a class A right there. That's, that's perfect. I mean, you have something like that on film. I mean, you've, you've got it. That's, that's stuff that stories are made of, you know? Right. Have you, I, I see a lot of it on TV recently and even in the last year or so. Um, a lot of teams use trigger objects, uh, something that may be familiar with the spirit or, or loved one that that's on the other side that may be causing some of the, uh, activity in home. Have you guys uh, used the, uh, th- objects like that? Do you know people that um, have? You mean like this? Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, like a trigger object is something that that someone used that that, that was you know that they liked a lot and they, they used in their when they were alive. Uh, such you know, as such um, as a a, a, be, a, be, a fishing rod or something. Yeah, I was going to say before. I mean, I know we have done it. Um, myself, um, as far as the investigation side of it, I've pulled back a, a little bit because, uh, you know, I'm now a single dad and uh, I don't have as much time as I used to. Um, so uh, I pulled back from that, uh, the, you know, the actual investigation side of it um, with the PPA at, at this time. But I will tell you that uh, we, we have done that in the past. Uh, you know, I personally have done that um, when, uh, you know, if we did some trips down to, uh, to Gettysburg and stuff. And there were certain, you know, triggers or areas that, that you knew that things had happened just from the history of it to see if you could bring that person or that, you know, the individual forward. Um, so on a personal note, ha- have I used them? Yes. And, and I, I have had, um, a 50, 50 shot with them, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not a, uh, an end all be all, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, you know, part of the time they've worked and uh, others, others, they have not. Now, is that because of, you know, is that because of the fact that maybe there just wasn't a connection? You know, the timing wasn't right. Is it the fact that, you know, maybe the, um, you know, spirits and ghosts don't perform on demand. It's not like you go there and it's a, you know, it's a play and you're like, this was supposed to start at seven o'clock. Or right. starting, you know? So, I mean, you know, could it be, could it be that they're just, you know, active somewhere else or, or they don't have the energy at that point to, to interact. So there's a lot of variables, but to be honest with you, you know, I have used them and I've got maybe a 50, 50, you know, thing out of it. So. Michael, you got anything to add or questions, uh, comments? Michael, you still there? No, I'm I'm still here. I'm just amazed and listening. I'm just take kind of taking it all in. Okay, do you have anything? Any other questions for for Joe? Yeah, you know, when when people think that they've seen these things, um, how would they know if they're real though? 
I mean, really, there's there's things you've been real, or if they're not real. I mean, you know, and it's real hard to try to get a hold of somebody. Hey, what is this? You know, uh, lucky for me that it, it was caught on. You know, I I have the the latest technology in home security, and that's what caught it on camera. And the fact that right. it changed shape, the fact that it kept moving, uh, and it was caught. I was just taking photos of it and just letting it record it. And not only did I have it in the photos, I had it in the recording. Right. It was it was impressive, I'm telling you. And it, it looked like just the big black dog in a lot of ways. No tail. Almost like a, maybe a small bear, as a matter of fact. Almost like a small bear. But uh, it, it was definitely there, and we could see it where it just surrounded her. And had I not had, you know, like Virginia to take a look at it and say, wow, <laughs> you know. Uh, but there were other things that accompanied it, uh, you know, along with it. But how would people know? I, I think that um, to, to answer your question, first of all, I think that's, that's awesome that you caught that, to be honest with you. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think that our biggest investigating tool is ourselves, mm -hmm. is our intuition, is our feelings, you know, the human body. I mean, you know, who knows you better than yourself? So I think a lot of times um, what people will do is what they will try to um, think away of what it could be rather than what it was. And, you know, so first and foremost, I think that we should, we should listen to our feelings, listen to our bodies. Um, listen to how we feel, you know, in the police world, we call it our gut feeling, you know, and, and, you know, whatever, a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I just had this thought and I didn't want to go into that building alone or whatever it may be, you know, listen to your intuitions. Um, number one, number two, as far as knowing if it's real or not, um, next, next to yourself, I believe in three things. I like still photography. I love cameras and I love digital recorders because Outside of it being, you know, of course, uh, you know, still photos of, you know, you taking pictures or a series of pictures, you know, the camera's eye and the, and the digital recorder, unless something catastrophically goes wrong, they don't blink and they don't stop listening. And I think that's the main key. You know, when you add the human factor in there, there's always room for error. But when you add something that's, that is so, especially nowadays, like you said, you know, state-of-the-art, you know, um, just state-of-the-art cameras and security systems and stuff, those things are so sensitive that they never blink. And, and the good thing is, is that you could, you could look at that and then you could break it down. And again, like we were talking earlier about refresh rates and pixelization and so on and so forth. But when you know your systems and you, and, and, and you know that, you know, hey, listen, <laughs> this is my living room. This black mass or the shadow, if you will, has never been there regardless of what time of day it is, regardless of, you know, where the sun sets, regardless of if there's leaves on the trees or not, and so on and so forth. If you could remove all the environmental factors and still have something there, then I would say that's probably a good, good indication that you're definitely onto something that's real. Um, you know, if you can reproduce it, and that's one of the other things, too. I always try to reproduce my right. stuff. Um, and, you know, if you could reproduce it, then it probably wasn't paranormal. But there's always that, 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 you know, holy grail that, you know, you've done X, Y, Z, and you continue to go, you've done double A's and double B's and X and double X's, and you still can't reproduce this, then yeah, I would say that's definitely a, a, a thing to, to look at. 
Yeah, and as as you said earlier, Joe, you know, as we discussed, you know, when you have multiple devices going off at the same time, that's pretty clear indicator that hey, there's something something not normal going on, you know. Right. Absolutely. You know, um, I'll, sure. I'll give you for instance, you know, my my daughter, she's uh, she's very open, and I don't I don't poo poo it, I don't shut it down. I, I let her tell me uh, she's five, and I let her tell me exactly what she's seen, what she saw. Uh, what she feels, and and I don't, you know, I mean, I encourage her to tell me, but I don't, you know, I, I try not to add anything because she is fine and she can be very well influenced. I just want to hear it from her little raw self of what she saw. Right. So I'll give you the story. Right. The other day, um, you know, because of COVID here, um, you know, we're 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 computer learning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So because she's five, although they expect her to to run a computer better than I can, <laughs> um, and I can't do it very well, mind you, but still. Um, th- you know, I sit there with her while she's in class because in case the computer shuts down, there's a battery, whatever that she can, because, you know, they have to read. And at five, she reads okay, but not well enough to navigate through all these tabs. So I'm sitting there with her and she turns to her left. Uh, now, mind you, let, let me go back bef- before I continue the story. I currently live in the home that I grew up in. So my daughter's growing up in the same household I grew up in. Um, so we're in the same kitchen. I, I, the only thing I did differently was, I mean, I, I took off that, that half wall, but you know, the, the floor plan is still the same. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I was sitting in the kitchen, I'm sitting there at the table with her and she's in class and she takes a look to her left, which would be through that doorway I was telling you about, mm-hmm. um, down the hall. And she immediately like looks back at the computer and I can see the change on her face. So I'm like, honey, okay. And she looks back and she, here she comes now as I'm talking about her. And, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she looks back in the hallway and she, um, she looks back at me and she like kind of like covers her eyes. And I said, what's wrong, honey? She's like, daddy, I think I saw pop pop. And I went, what, what, what? She's like, yeah, there was, there was a ghost or something. I think it was pop pop in, in the hallway. And she proceeds to tell me what he was wearing. She proceeds to tell me about what he looked like. And when she covered her eyes before she turned around, she said he did the same thing. And I was like, okay, so pop pop was probably upset that he, <laughs> that he scared you. He didn't really mean to scare you, honey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this was an instant where her mind was nowhere near the paranormal. You know, her mind was, had nowhere, no time to, you know, where they say the idle mind is a devil's playground, so to speak. Her mind certainly wasn't idle. She was in school, but she saw and or felt something to make her turn. And that's what she saw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was her listening at five years old, raw emotion. That was her listening to her, you know, her intuition. You know what I mean? And, and, and that was her, that was her antenna. That's when she knew something happened. And sure as anything, she explained to me, she said about, he had suspenders on my father. I was wore suspenders. And, and what's even more so of this is that she never met my father in real life. She's known what he's looked like. She's pointed him out in pictures to me before I even told her who he was, but she's never known my father on this plane. Mm-hmm. Wow. My aunt, my aunt called me yesterday and she said that her and her, granddaughter were her granddaughter was like nine or ten and they were they were driving i guess and going to the store or whatever they were doing and my aunt was talking about her her two sisters and this this was around you know this was the same day my grandmother's would would have been would have been her birthday and uh they were talking they were talking about my other two aunts and and then out of the blue my aunt hit her head and my second cousin she said, "Oh, that's that's great, Grandma, trying to get your attention or letting you know that that she's here." 
And I, I talked to her about it yesterday, and she's like, I don't even know why I said that, Cousin Tim. <laughs> and she's like, I just it just come out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's amazing, isn't it? How, it is. how we could, you know, um, just tune in like that and not even realize it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you another little story. I, I was, oh, God, I, had, I can't remember my age, but I was driving. I'm alone. And uh, my dad had a good friend of his. Um, they used to work on all our, all our vehicles. You know, he owned a garage. So I'm coming down, uh, 315 in the area here where I live. And I was thinking to myself, this is how it started. I thought to myself, oh, you know what? My truck needs a, I can't remember what it needed. It needs something. I thought, oh man, I wish Bob was still around. You know, this is what I'm thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, where the heck am I going to take it type thing? And as I'm thinking this, I realize at some point in there, this thought process changed to a conversation in my head of Bob telling me, no, Joe, it's not this, it's that, don't worry about it. And when I realize that, like, I'm having this conversation with him, because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, how's your dad doing? Yeah. And it went from me just thinking about, hey, I need to get my vehicle taken care of, to me having some type of subconscious conversation with Bob, who had already passed at this point, of course. Um, and when I realized it, as quick as I realized what I was doing, as quick as I realized it was, it, like, it was gone. So when I consciously thought about the conversation I was having, I couldn't have it anymore. And I really did try to reconnect. Like I try to think about it harder, you know, this and that, and I couldn't, but subconsciously, I guess just, you know, the spirit world knew that, uh, you know, I was, I was vulnerable and, and I don't say that in a disrespectful way, but that I was, I was open. That's a better word that I was open to this. And, um, I had this conversation with Bob telling me, yeah, I tell you dad, I said, hi, you know, you know, basically it's like, oh, how the hell's your dad doing type thing? I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. And literally when I realized that, cause that was the question that kind of took me off guard. I'm like, wait, why am I having this conversation with myself? <laughs> and, you know, right then and there is when it kind of clicked off. So of course I came home and told my, you know, told my mom and dad that, but, um, it was just, it, it was very, it was very strange to me at the time, but you don't realize what, a, what an honor it is to be able to do that subconsciously. And, you know, I, I, I have no gift like, like Virginia does by any means. I mean, I would love to be able to tap into that all the time, but, you know, sometimes that would happen. And I think it's just because, again, you're opened, you know, your mind's kind of, you know, in martial arts, you know, we call it mution, means pay no mind, you just react. And I think when that happens, that, that you're just more, you know, open to it, and, and that's what happened that day. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we all have a, a certain, certain level of intuition or sixth sense, you know, Absolutely. whether or not, you know, some are definitely more gifted and more talented than others. But I think, I think everybody has it. I agree. I agree. And, you know, again, a lot of people in the emergency services, you know, have that, you know, we call it the gut feeling, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether you be a firefighter, EMT, police officer, whatever, you know, there's times, you know, you start looking at that burning building and you start analyzing it. Well, you know what, maybe we won't do an interior attack. And, mm-hmm. you know, even though it, it's, it's, called for on the, on the fire plans, if you will, something just tells you, you know what, I'm not going in there today. You know, and you listen to that gut feeling. I believe that's intuition, you know, on on a a different level, even if it is on its lowest level, I don't know, but I believe that if more people listen to that and, um, you know, I mean, how many people are out there, they talk about driving, you know, they go, they go the highway route, whatever it may be every day to work. And one day they get, they get an idea, they get in the car and they're like, you know what, I'm not going to take this route. I'm going to go this way instead. And then boom, there's a major accident or something bad happens and they're not there, you know? So I think listening to that gut feeling is, is, is paramount. Yeah. I've definitely had those, you know, those feelings. And as you said on the fire ground too, as well, I've, I've definitely had those as well. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's you got to listen to that. You know, someday he could save save your life, and and I'm sure it has saved saved my life and and, and numerous other people as well. It's just, Absolutely. You know, just and the amazing thing is, you know, and and you don't even realize it at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and then you wonder, you know, is it what is that? Is that you're paying on what you believe in? Is that my guardian angel? Is that just you know? Is that the spirits talking to me? Is that just my you know, uh, you know? Is that just my intuition? Was was I just lucky that day? I mean, you know, how many people call it and pass it off as different things? You know, I, to me, I always you know, I'm, I'm I'm not very religious, but I have a lot of faith, mm-hmm. and I just always I always thank the great creator when something like that happens, and I, I thank the universe, and I you know, because to me, it's not just me. You know what I mean? Somebody else or something else had a hand in that. And of course, I thank them when, when that does happen, but. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, you know, I was raised, you know, in in a church and Christian church and stuff like that. But I, I think I'm more spiritual than I am actually, you know, in the Bible. Uh, now, yeah. being that I'm involved with the, with the paranormal and supernatural, um, I don't right. know. Maybe I, I consider myself even more um, spiritual than I used to be. You know, than than, than the average Christian. Right. And a lot of people get confused between religion and spiritualism, you know, right. um, they don't necessarily have to be one of the same and, and, and they can run concurrent and they can run together. And, uh, you know, now again, that's just my belief, but, uh, you know, um, I know a lot of people that are, you know, I, I was raised Roman Catholic and I know a lot of people in Catholicism will sit there and tell you, depending on, on, you know, what their beliefs are, that there's, there's only two things. It's either angelic or demonic, and there's nothing in between. There's nothing in between. And, you know, right, and a lot of people believe that. You know, I personally do not. Um, but, you know, there's, I mean, a good friend of mine, he had since passed, and he actually, we actually even had him on, on our radio show uh, to do just that, was to, was to play the devil's advocate, if you will. Um, so he and I kind of, uh, you know, of course, respectfully, went at it back and forth about our beliefs and, and, you know, why this could be that and why it couldn't be that. You know, he came at it from a a truly Christian point of view. And, uh, and I came at it from a scientific based slash, you know, religious, uh, you know, spiritual view. And, uh, I'll tell you, it was an awesome show. People loved it. And, uh, um, it was just, uh, it was amazing because to, to hear and see, um, just the different thought processes and how you could parry off each other for the same reason why he said it couldn't be is the same reason why I said it could be and vice versa. <laughs> and, um, Again, you know, if you want something bad enough, you want to believe in something bad enough, you, you'll definitely make a, a reason or a belief in it for it. And I think that's what um, truly drives this 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 career too, if you will. You know, this, this way of you know path of life. Yeah, even even like Chip used to say, you know, there's no there's no there's no belief in a curse. There's no curse unless there's a belief in a curse. That's right. You know. That's right. You know, and and <laughs> God loves you. How, how's he doing? I haven't had the opportunity to talk to him, but I did talk to Terry uh, just last week. Um, she she was kind of sick, you know. She and she said that you know Chip has his good days and his bad days. You know, he's he's sick as well. But uh, I, I would love uh, to get him back on back on the air with me. The sooner the better, you know, because Chip had had the knowledge and knowing about everything, you know. <laughs> and he was he was such a great co-host. You know, not not that yeah. and nobody else isn't, but but he just seemed to know a little bit about everything, and he was he was a good um, good person to have on whenever I was tongue tied and you know or, or I was just listening and not have anything to say. But yeah, he he made he made a great co-host for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love him dearly. He's a good man, you know, and I wish him the life the best, of course, and uh, definite positive uh, vibes to 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 him and the family. Um, but you know. You know, and as we've talked about before um, on the show, 
was <laughs> going back to the whole, you know, like you said about there being a curse. You can't believe in the curse if you don't if you don't believe in it. You know, or you can't be cursed by it if you don't believe in it. Um, it goes back to the whole thing, even with uh, the paranormal investigations, like you know, the PPA and stuff. You know, we, we have a, a toolbox of a lot of different things that we help out, and uh, sometimes we'll bring in to do like a, a house blessing. We we bring either in a, you know a priest or or maybe a rabbi or whatever the religion may be. And um, you know, one of the things that I, I've run into at one of the um, a seminar I was doing, I got asked about you know how come how come we only use priests? And I said, no, we, we don't. We don't just use priests. We use all different. No, nas- uh, not nationalities, but uh, uh, you know, religions. And we got on to the whole point of, well, then why don't you just use a priest if, if, if you're Catholic? Mm-hmm. And my answer to that was this: just because I'm Catholic doesn't mean the spirit or entity that we're dealing with. Is. Right. So if 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 the spirit or entity we're dealing with is Native American, you could bring a priest, a rabbi. It doesn't matter. You bring all the people you want. It means nothing right. to that person because they're not that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you try to find out what their denomination is to, to help with that person in the haunting. You know, it's not necessarily the people that are living that, that their religion that you're dealing with, but necessarily the spirit or entity that you're dealing with on the other side. And if it's not, you know, a, a religious way, way the person lived or believed, uh, if you get somebody in there in a way that they don't believe, that could amp things up, couldn't it? Correct. Correct. Um, and again, because of that, you know, is one of the main reasons why I always say respect. Mm -hmm. So I may not agree with the fact of, you know, whatever your religion or lack of maybe, um, just respect the fact that that other individual person or entity has the opposing, you know? So I think that, you know, I, I always try to, to find that common ground of respect. And I think that that goes a long way, uh, on this plane again and, and on the other one. Yeah. And you definitely have have a better a better uh, investigation when you have that respect and, and when they feel that respect coming from you. They're, they're more they're more open to communicate with you as well. Absolutely. You know, I, I go back to uh, one of the first, not one of the first, but one of the very few first that um, uh, investigation I went on with the PPA. Uh, actually, prior to Virginia, um, we had uh, Michelle. She was our psychic meeting at the time, and uh, Michelle was awesome. She had her own way of doing things. She she was she was very good. I mean, you know, she she was no Virginia, but she was very good in her own right and her own way of doing things. Um, we went in and we talked to this one guy. His name was Searle. I'll never forget it. God rest his soul. And Searle would not he would not leave. He would not go anywhere. His little words were, you know, he didn't give two shits. He wasn't doing anything. And uh, that was it. Um, and he was a stubborn, stubborn person. But when we got into his background, uh, we learned why he was stubborn. We learned the fact that, you know, he, he didn't want to cross over um, because he wasn't treated very well by his family on this plane. And he was afraid that if he crossed over, um, he wasn't going to get treated very well over there. Mm-hmm. So he was like, at least I know where I'm at, so to speak, over here, you know. Um, and I tell his story because I feel a connection with this, with, 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 with Searle. And the reason why I feel a connection with him is because at first he just didn't like me. <laughs> and I talked to him like a, like a man. Okay. Like, like seriously. And I know that sounds awfully weird, but uh, I talked to him like a man and we talked, or I should say, I talked to him. Um, and he talked to me or answered me through, um, our, our psychic, Michelle. 
And he and I built, I know this is very, I even actually feel weird saying this, but I built such a rapport with him and a respect with him through the psychic that when he, when he finally did leave, because we talked to him, mm-hmm. he actually tipped his hat to me out of a sign of respect because oh. she saw him do that. And that to me means the world yeah. on this world and in that one, because you know what? That just shows that no matter what, you know, when you truly talk to somebody uh, on a basic level and, and have the mutual respect that that's what you get. He's, he's happy now. He crossed over. He's very happy. Um, and, and the homeowners were happy. And, and I honestly was, was very touched and happy too. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that, that I'll never forget. And it truly touched my soul because of just from something so simple. Yeah, that's probably exactly what he needed to get him moving, you know, with somebody to, to, to treat him like a man, you know, and, and to be a man well, that, well, in the communication with him. That, that was exactly it, because his family, I mean, you know, they came, he was very rich, his family, mm-hmm. and they, he, was, he was the, you know, you know, as we would call it, the black sheep, you know, they, they treated him different and mean and to the point where he actually died a pauper, even though he had a ton of money, because he was like living in the caverns around the area that we were investigating uh, prior to his death. And he just felt so alone and so disrespected that he didn't trust anyone. Uh, he, he didn't want to see his family because of the way they treated him. But uh, when he crossed over, he was happy because uh, I can't remember what type of dog it was, but I remember his dog came over for him too. And that's, that's just what Michelle said. And, um, you know, it just made my heart happy. And for him to tip his hat, um, you know, he's an Irish man, so for him to tip his hat and, you know, and thank me, um, although I physically didn't see it, I certainly felt it uh-huh. when she told me. And it was just, uh, it, it was amazing, to say the least. That is so cool. But the thing is, you're, you're going to see him again. And and that's and then you'll know, and you've never seen him, but you'll know. And, right. and I and Absolutely. I honestly believe that. Absolutely, and you know what? I have this image in my head since that day of what he very well may look like. Now, do I know that? Absolutely not. Um, and I'll be honest with you, until just now when I said that, I never thought of verbalizing and or asking Virginia or anyone else mm-hmm. uh, just because he's on the other side now and he's happy. <laughs> but uh, I, I have this image in my head of what he very well may look like. And, um, you know, although I hope it is not anytime soon, uh, but when I do cross over, I, I certainly wouldn't mind meeting him and having a, you know, if, if there's a coffee shop over there, having a coffee <laughs> with him and chit chat, you know? Yeah. That, that, that's awesome. Yeah. You just happen to be there Absolutely. at the right time where he can be, be a piece and cross over. That, that's, that's wonderful. Absolutely. And, and I felt good about that, you know, because it was one of my, you know, I was a junior investigator, if you will, you know, a, a novice investigator at the time. Um, and I just knew, um, how I'd want to be treated if that was me. And that's kind of, you know, like I said, that's kind of what I, what I've based my, 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 my stuff on and, and, uh, it's worked so far. So. That's awesome. Yeah. When, when it kind of reminds me about when, you know, when, when my father passed away three years ago and, uh, I, the, my father and I had, had a lot of, uh, anger, uh, toward each other. And, um, when he was being wheeled into the ambulance to go to hospice, um, he was he was barely with us at that moment. But the thing that that really hit hit home was, I told him, I said, "Dad, I'm sorry." I said, "I forgive you. Uh, I hope you forgive me." And the instant the instance I did that, tears started rolling down his eyes. And Mom said he started going in the ambulance on on the way to hospice. It's like he waited for that for me to to say I'm sorry to him. 
That right. was that was right. that was the moment where he could be a piece and, and, and go on. Well, you know, um first of all I wanna tell you, you know, as soon as you told me that, um Again, I'm not psychic by any means, but I do have emotion. And, and you know, and, and the minute you said that, my, my, like I just kind of got that warm, like I wanted to, you know, my, my, tear, my tears in my eyes, so to speak. You know, that, that um, I, I, felt, I felt the love and forgiveness, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And, um, and, 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 I, and I respect you for doing that. Because you know what? Um, regardless of what your you know, differences may have been, um, for you to do that just shows the type of quality and the character of man you are mm-hmm. and uh, much respect, my friend. Much Thank respect. you. I, I never, I never thought I'd be able to do it, but I was so upset, you know, at the way that, that he, he was being treated to hospital and, and, and how I treated him. And it was just something I had to do. You know, I, my true self came out, yeah. I guess, you know, my true emotions came out at that, at that time. So. <laughs> yep. That's all right. Like I said, much respect, man. It takes a lot. It takes a, it takes a big man to admit that. Like I said, that's uh, much respect there, my friend. Thank you. And I'm sure you. I'm sure your dad. I'm sure your dad's definitely, uh, definitely understanding and proud. Because you know what? Um, regardless of the stubbornness of what you guys have between you, <laughs> that that obviously meant something to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely meant something to me. I know. Yeah, my my dad and I, we we were we were too much alike. I think, you know, we we butt heads a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's all right. That's all right. It's uh, you know, in in the end, it all came it all came around. So that's 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 awesome. Yeah, that, 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 thank you, Michael. Yeah, it's you know I and I think that's uh, part of the problem in today's world <laughs> where people just do not forgive. And uh, sometimes you just got to let it go. And whatever happens, you let happen. And you just got to try to forgive from there. And I, and I think that does make a difference. I think that's why we have a lot of the things that are sticking around. There's no finalization. There's no, you know, it never got finished. Something never got finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely but- was probably it with Searle. That, that's, you know, you, you did him a, a, a very good favor. And you know what? And, and in turn, you know, I, I like to think of it that that he did me one as well because mm-hmm. it's sh- he him showing me that respect because I showed him mm-hmm. the respect was paramount to me because that that validated something I grew up with, something I like I said, you know, that 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 my parents instilled in me. But just coming from the other side and it's still meaning something validated to me that that's pretty much how I should live my life. You know. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you're you're a great guy, and you're you're a good friend, and it, this is, this has been an honor to be able to talk to you after after not talking to you in what over a year or so. It, it's been it's been wonderful to be able to catch up with you, my friend. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, it's an honor on my end as well, guys. I, I you know I, I I always enjoy doing this, and 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 you know um, just just the the camaraderie and and and, and truly you know the. The, the love and passion, you know, between us in the field, uh, and mutual respect for each other. And, and again, it's awesome what you guys are doing, you know, keeping it out there, keeping it rolling on, on the airwaves and, uh, you know, m- much respect and love for that too. I, and, and again, it's an honor to be here. It truly is. Yeah. It's, it's great to, great, great to have you here for sure. Um, like I said before, the, the PPA is you guys, you guys are top notch. Uh, I, I don't know of too many teams that are, that go that dive deep into the into their investigations as much as you guys do. Um, you know, I talk about you, Virginia, 
Mark all the time. Every chance I get on these shows, and you guys, you guys are tremendous uh, individuals, and, and and both personally and professionally. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's definitely an enjoyment because I'll, I'll tell you what, you, it <clears throat> it really does open people's minds, and I think that it's good to have you know. We have to understand things that we don't know. We can't necessarily always be afraid of. These are these are things that are, are meant to be explored. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. So you know, I I, I think that that's something that uh, I hope more people will try to get answers for. Why and and how is this possible? And I think it's going to play a big role in, in our future. Because I, I think we're at the tip of the iceberg on uh, what we don't know, and I'm just going to tell you that uh, something's ramping up, but there is a reason why. Yeah, definitely, um, Michael. You, you've, um, you know, you've been involved with this, you know, paranormal thing. Just, you know, just a short time, uh, and you have you have learned a lot since since being co-hosting the show, haven't you? Oh God! <laughs> uh, to where I, I never used to take notice of it or believe in it, and then you know, just different things happened over the years. And now, as I've gone on, uh, these things getting explained to me, seeing them firsthand, seeing some of the things that I've seen firsthand, um, and the camera's not going to lie. Not these cameras, I, you know, they better not, not for what I paid for them, uh, you know, and uh, I can just tell you that uh, I was just truly amazed and that, you know, a little bit upset at first because I was like, oh my goodness, that's been here the whole time and I've had all these things happen, you know, which explains a lot, Um it's it's you know it is explained a lot. I will say that, and now I can look at things differently. Definitely opened your 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 mind up to a lot of different things, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, there's there's a reason that man is not using the full extent of his brain power. Um, we have no idea to what depths uh, it can go, and I, I think that we're just beginning. We're really, we think that we're fairly intelligent. I think that this takes a whole new level. I, I wait, just wait. <laughs> That's all I can say. Just wait, because uh, it's it's going to happen more and more and more, and eventually we'll be able to use the full capacity. Yeah, for sure. Joe, you still doing your radio show? Uh, you know what? Uh, since COVID struck. Um, just stand because of his, uh, pre, you know, pre-existing uh, conditions and stuff. Uh, you know, as everybody knows, uh, that at least since our radio show anyway, uh, Stan roughly a little bit over a year ago had uh, open heart surgery, and uh, you know, plus um, you know he has a couple other pre-existing things. Uh, he he doesn't come out of the house too much, so Stan's been running uh, paranormal science kind of by himself. Um, I was thinking for the holidays I might jump on and uh, you know do a do a hello to everybody, whether it be uh, just on a, a quick video or something to let everybody know that I'm still here and still breathing. But uh, Stan's been taking the reins and doing a heck of a job by himself uh, from his home studio. So Yeah. Joe, I'm, I want to send you out the invitation that uh, you, you guys can have a show here at WCT Radio. Um, you even call up Paranormal Science if, if you'd like. You know, I'm, you know, if you want to talk to Stan about it, there's, we can definitely fit you in a schedule here. 
Um, we could even find, oh you know, that's, I'll even, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'd even, I'd even be willing to produce it for you. You know, if, <laughs> if, if you guys would want to come, come on board with us here. Oh my God. That, that's, that's a, yeah, I'm humbled. I, I appreciate that. I, uh, I certainly will talk to Stan about it and, uh, Maybe we'll, uh, maybe him and I, if you can, maybe even him and I, one of these nights, will call in and uh, be one, be your guest and just uh, kind of, you know, throw the bull about that, you know. That'd be That'd great. That'd be great because you got to hear some of Stan's experiences. My God. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've listened to your <laughs> shows and, and there, you got, there's a lot of information there. You guys, you guys, you guys do a wonderful job at what you do when you when you do the shows. I mean, God, I mean, we'd love to have you here. I would love to have you here. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, it'd be it'd be an honor to do so. That'd be great. Well, we do have spots open, so you know it's an open invitation. Well, my 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 true appreciation on that, and uh, I just I just want to take you up on that. Let me talk to Stan, and we'll go from there. Okay, Joe, how can people get hold of you and get hold of your show, get hold of the PPA, that sort of thing? Uh, the the easiest thing. Uh, let's start with the PPA. If anybody needs uh, investigation uh, within the tri, I mean, we'll go anywhere, but uh, especially the tri-state area. Um, you could go to the ppa.net and uh, just follow the links to, to what you want to do. We have case files there you could you could watch and listen to. And um, um, we also have, uh, of course, a um, an application to fill out and to see exactly what's going on uh, if you do have some type of haunting or disturbance. Um, as far as uh, paranormal science, we are on Facebook. It's um, yeah, it, it's, it's it's just that simple. Paranormal science uh, at Facebook. And we also have um, East Coast Paracon, which we are on Facebook. And we have uh, ecpc.com, or I'm sorry, .us, I'm sorry, ecpc.us, or East Coast Paracon, spelled out, uh, .com. And it's, um, you know, it's the Paracon, simply because of the, <laughs> the pandemic and stuff has shut down. We were going to have a mini-con this year at one of our local libraries. And, uh, again, you know, everything's just kind of been put on a hiatus or turned around on us. So we've been, unfortunately, dark uh, for a couple of years now. Um, 2020 was supposed to be our comeback year, and, and here we are. But uh, we're, we're not out of the box yet. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're just idly standing by. But that's a good way to get a hold of us. Uh, me personally, um, I have a, a Facebook page. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's Joe Hawk. And, uh, of course, you can go to the PPA's Facebook page to get a hold of me. Or you can always email me at hawk, H-A-W-K, at thepPA.net. Awesome. Michael, you have any uh, closing comments, my friend? What an honor. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I got to tell you, incredible. And uh, the dog thing just, just kills me <laughs> because it just uh, reaffirms what, what I'm seeing even with my own dog. And, you know, he's with me everywhere. So big part of my life. And I think that... The, you know, he's laying right next to me. And so <laughs> I think that closeness yeah. and everything, like you said, plays a role. And it, it's just incredible to pick up on the things that he sees. So I, I can only imagine how Ben was for you. And I am, I am so sorry that you, you don't have Ben anymore. So my deepest condolences. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. He's been, he's been gone a little while now, but uh, I'll tell you what, he's, he's, he's around cause my daughter sees him too. Uh, she saw him when she was just a baby. She could barely talk. And, uh, she, she explained to me, you know, uh, she actually even used Ben and I wouldn't know how she knew him. But she used the word Ben and she was, she was just barely talking. So, um, 
it's just it's it's amazing how they how they stick with you through life and and even afterwards. Yeah. But uh, thank you for the condolences. And uh, again, you know, the honor was all mine, guys. It truly was. Thank you. Uh, ben Ben seemed he sounded like a tremendous dog. And Mark, I know Mark talked about him last time he was on his show. And uh, next time you sense him or feel him around, definitely uh, tell him I said hello. Uh, he's 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 he really sounds like a great a great buddy for sure. Yeah, he's, he certainly was. He certainly was. <laughs> All right, Joe, it's been great. And uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the show this evening. Anytime, guys, anytime. I'm, I'm you know, if I'm available, I, I'd, I'd be honored to be on. That's not a problem. And thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, talk Don't to forget st- about that open invitation. You're right. I'm dead serious about that. So, yeah. Definitely. I'll definitely pass that on. That, that's uh, I, I truly appreciate that. I really do. Oh, you're welcome, Anthem. Like I said, uh, you guys, you guys are wonderful. I, I, I've listened to your show, and uh, you definitely be an asset to an addition, a great addition to the, to our network for sure. So, definitely pass that on to Stan. Okay. <laughs> We'd love to have you. I, I definitely will. All right, guys. I thank you so much. You guys have a blessed and merry Christmas. And if I don't talk to you, you guys have a happy New Year. All right, Joe. Thank you so much, buddy. Have, have God great, bless. Take care, Joe. Have a great night. Thank you, you too. All right. Wow. Wow. That's that. What what a great show. What a great great guy, huh? Uh, Michael. I mean, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that wraps up our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Up next, the great uh, Michael Vera for Late Night in the Midlands. It's coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on WCTFM.com. And and don't forget, uh, subscribe or donate. Uh, contribute to to our to our radio network because without without our listeners we wouldn't be here and uh our shop is there at wctfm.com some great merchandise uh as as michael uh, as we as we know um yeah come on board with us support us uh we love doing this <laughs> and we love our listeners so definitely definitely come on board with us yeah with without you there is no us so make sure you go on over there. And I can just tell you that I bought a bunch of stuff from the shop. So shirts, a wall clock, coffee mug. Uh, it's all top notch. It's good stuff. So we, we we hope that you come and visit us at WCETradio.com. All right, Michael, it's time for us to go. And uh, tomorrow, don't forget, Supernatural Realm. I, I have Tim Swartz with us. Um, I got his bio posted on uh, Supernatural Round Facebook page. Be sure, sure to check us out there. Like us. Also like WCT Radio at Facebook as well. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to like uh, Circle the Universe as well on Facebook. I forgot to mention this show as well. Good night, everybody.
You're listening to WCT.FM, talk radio like no other. <laughs> 